Welcome to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM with myself, Mohammed Zain Machit, with our Ramadan Q&A. Just a reminder, uh, you don't have to SMS us uh, any of your questions or call us because uh, this uh, particular program we have already pre-recorded. And joining me on the line, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairat, brother Baba Zain. Barakallah fikum. MashaAllah, how's the Honorable Mufti keeping? Well, Alhamdulillah, Allah tell us mercy, everything is fine, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Well, we go straight into our first question, Mufti. It says, Mufti, please, can you give an understanding with regards to what Salafi is? The youth in our community are becoming Salafis, Mufti. When we speak of Islam, then we say we have to believe in the Quran Kareem and follow the teachings of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and we use the term Salaf Salih, our pious predecessors, and that refers to the Sahaba, the beloved companions, and you know students of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that is a way of using the term Salafi in a very, very productive and constructive manner. And today when we use people use the word Salafi, then it refers to people who are freelancers. They say you don't have to follow any particular school of thought. You don't have to be a Shafi'i or a Maliki or Hanbali or Hanafi. You just go direct to Quran and Sunnah and then you practice. The problem with that, although it seems very good what they are saying, but 90% of the Ummah are ignorant. They don't know the Quran. They don't know the Sunnah. So then how will you solve the problem of the Ummah? Secondly, when you open the door so wide, then you will find that people will be following their base desires, and then such people, they will have an okay attitude, and we see this all the time. So therefore, we don't agree with the Salafis on this issue. And indeed, the voice there of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on our Ramadan Q&A. Next question, it's a gentleman says, I have the same problem every single year for the last 12 years that I've been married. My wife tends to think that being intimate after Maghrib during the month of Ramadan is completely taboo and haram. Mufti? Obviously, what your wife is saying is incorrect. Once the fasting time is finished, now you ate your dates and you perform your Maghrib Salat, and maybe you and your wife, you want to have a quickie, you know, between Maghrib and Isha, and then you'll be 100% focusing on your Isha and Taraweeh and so forth. So that's totally permissible. However, one advice to you, my brother, don't that you have a quick one between Maghrib and Isha, and then you tumble and fall down in your Isha Taraweeh Salat, <laughs> then rather leave all the gymnastics for after Isha and winter. Shukran indeed, uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir. Our next question, Mufti, my husband battles with infidelity. How can uh, I help him change for the better? Obviously, your husband is just looking for a scapegoat, and he's saying that no, that he can't help it because he has a high libido or a high sex tempo and whatever you remember. All but Allah has made certain things haram. Don't even go near and approach fornication and adultery. And Almighty Allah has given us the means to do that. So no person can say that, no, this is beyond my control. It is in your control. So what you need to do is explain to your husband that look at the consequences of it. Number one, your marriage will become so insecure. Secondly, in Islam, for adultery, there's death. Thirdly, Allah forbid, Allah forbid where he is sleeping around and so forth, then you, Allah forbid, sister, you might contract HIV or AIDS. So look at the harm he's causing. 
And what he should do is this, besides Ramadan as well, he should be fasting, and that will crush and break his desires to a great extent. Shukana Mufti, is artificial insemination and in vitro permissible in Islam if you are unable to conceive children naturally, Mufti? If the husband and wife, the conventional way, they cannot have children, and then as a last, last resort, they go artificial insemination, then it will be permissible, but remember, dear brother, dear sister, the semen and sperm of the husband must be used, and the egg of the wife must be used. Nobody else's must be used. Then, if somebody else's is used, then it is akin to adultery and haram. Shukran, indeed. Uh, next question, it looks like the husbands are in... in uh in uh, all types of trouble the next one says assalamu alaikum my husband sleep out he don't fast don't salah his kids and including his eight-year-old and me are fasting what must i do the pain is overwhelming mufti in a case like that if your husband is not fasting during ramadan he's not reading any salat at all even jumba it seems he's not reading jumba salat and all these things are going on and his children is not an example for them then the best thing for you will be that you contact the learned ulama and mashayikh there and tell them to speak to your husband. If he doesn't listen, then you go and apply for a fasakh and adalbert. Why should you stay with such an immoral person whose iman is on the verge of leaving him and remember he's got no time for the deed of Islam? Then remember it's better for you that you lead a life on your own and you take the children with you and make sure you have the custody of the children and he does not have the custody because he will not be a good role model. And for the children, he has to pay maintenance and the fakadim. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein here on 91.3 FM, that being the voice of the Cape. And you with myself, Muhammad Zain Machit. Uh, of course, uh, we're not taking any questions via SMS or telephone uh, today because uh, this particular program has already been pre-recorded. And next question, it says, was the month of Ramadan given to the Muslim community only or to the other religions uh, where they can also benefit from this blessing of Ramadan? we get coming from Mufti after this. We continue now with our Ramadan Q&A on The Voice of the Cape and uh, answering all of your questions, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. The question we pose, uh, Mufti, before the break, it says, uh, uh, was the month of Ramadan given to the Muslim community only or to the other religions as well so that they may also benefit from the month of Ramadan, Mufti? Here there are two separate questions. Number one is, all Allah tells us in the Noble Quran, that fasting is prescribed upon you, kama kutiba ala bin kablikum, as fasting was prescribed and ordained on the people before you. So it shows how we are fasting. They also used to fast. However, to fast during Ramadan, that is the unique feature and characteristic of this Ummah. So no other Ummah were fasting during the month of Ramadan. So this Ramadan in which we are fasting and doing all the good deeds, inshallah, with the help of Allah, that is a unique feature of this Ummah of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam only. Indeed. Next question, Mufti. If a mother is a pensioner and she uh, is unable to fast during the month of Ramadan and she has to pay fidya, but she can't afford, but she has children that are well off, do they have to pay her fidya or still doesn't she qualify that she doesn't have to pay fidya, Mufti? Here, if a lady is such due to her old age or due to her terminal illness, chronical illness throughout the whole year, 
that they have to pay the fidya. So in a case like this, where the lady is either very old or chronically ill throughout the year, she cannot manage fasting, then the fidya will be compulsory upon her. But if her financial circumstances are such that she cannot manage paying the fidya, then she must just make istighfar and toba and beg all Allah for forgiveness and make the intention that if one day she has the money, then she will pay the fidya. However, if she has sons or daughters and so forth who are earning, and they say, oh, Oba, don't worry that we will pay your fidya, so that will be very good. So before paying the fidya, which is not such a big amount, then inshallah, that they also will get the reward, and the fidya will be paid on behalf of Oba also. So my advice to you, sons and daughters, seeing that your beloved mother cannot afford it, then you pay it on her behalf, but inform her that you are paying it and give it to poor Muslims only. Shukran indeed, Mufti. On to our next question. Can Mufti please elaborate on the lineage of illegitimate children that is the father answerable for support of the child? Remember that illegitimate children, the lineage will always go to the mother and not to the father. And that person there who committed the crime, male and female, if they were married, then remember that there is adultery, adultery punishable by death. And if it was fornication, then it is punishable by hundred lashes. And according to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, all four schools, they are unanimous on this. There's consensus on this issue that hundred lashes in the case of fornication, Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse 2. Shukran indeed. Uh, of course, our Ramadan Q&A here on 91.3 FM answering all of your questions and yes, of course, uh, uh, general questions as well as Ramadan questions. Now, Mufti, is it a must to greet when you go for Umrah, inshallah? Do you have to go and greet your family? When people are leaving for Umrah, people are leaving for Hajj and so forth, so we will say it is better that people go and meet their family members, their friends and so forth. However, we should not make it something compulsory because not compulsory. But attach you to that and couple to that is another issue. Let's say ABC person had a problem with XYZ person and now for months or years they are not talking and they just walk past one another. So my suggestion and advice to you, dear brother, dear sister, you are going for Umrah, you are going for Hajj, inshallah, to the Haramein Sharifain. So you, before you go, go and contact that person, either by phone, email, fax, SMS, whatever, or visit that person physically, personally, and go ask them for forgiveness. Who humbles himself for the pleasure of Allah, Allah will elevate that person, the hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So you try and do that. If that person accepts it well and good, if they don't accept it, remember the sin will be on him and not on you because you took the initiative. So you go with a pure and a clean heart to Mustafa, alayhi salatu salam, in Madina Mudawwara, and you visit the Baytullah with a heart that is pure and clean. There is no animosity, hatred, rancor, malice. So that is my advice to all the parties concerned. Now, Mufti, when taking wudu, do you have to remove your dentures while gargling, uh, Mufti? When a person is performing wudu and he has dentures, he has false teeth and so forth, 
that, he doesn't have to remove it, so he just puts the water inside there and guzzles about, that's fine. But if this person feels that, you know, his mouth is not getting guzzled properly and so forth, therefore he or she wants to remove the dentures, the false teeth, so they can do that, there's no problem with it. I'm currently under the hospital because I bleed every third day. Um, Where I'll stop, then bleed again. Can Mufti please advise? Uh, will I be able to fast for the month of Ramadan from a lady? Repeat the question again. Uh, it went very faint. <clears throat> it says, I'm currently under hospital because I bleed every third day. Uh, where I'll stop and then bleed again. Can Mufti please advise? Will I still be allowed to fast during the month of Ramadan? If you are bleeding every third day and you know that your condition is like that, so you have to consult with your doctors and see that if you are going to fast, will the sickness deteriorate and get worse or will it not impact on on you? So if it's going to deteriorate and get worse, then it's better, obviously, you don't fast. And if this is your condition throughout the year, then you will just pay the fidya. And if this is just something temporary and Allah will give you shifa and complete cure, then you will get better. Then even if you are not fasting now during Ramadan, then afterwards you keep the qaza. And if you cannot do that also, then you will just pay fidya and that will suffice. She can indeed. And then a very frustrated woman that says, I'd like to ask Mufti, what must I do as a Muslim woman, mother after being married for two decades, what to do with her husband as he doesn't make salah, it's been on and off, but now it's just not being done in salah at all. I have tried being a good example and a good wife over the year. Lots of sabr as I was advised to make dua, but nothing seems to bring him closer to his creator. What must I do, Mufti? In a case like that, seeing that you are married to this person for more than 20 years, they are children and so forth. So my advice to you, sister, start ta'aleem in your house. Take Riyadhul Salihin, you get the English translation date, Cape Town, Riyadhul Salihin, and inshallah, daily ta'aleem, five, ten minutes, and this will change him. Get some ulama, some shiyukh and mashayikh to speak to him. And obviously, now we are in Ramadan, you are awake at suhoor time, sehri time. So read Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana bin azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata'ayun. O Allah, grant us spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. And read, Ya wadud, Ya wadud. But you must give him an ultimatum. If you continue like this, he's not going to read Salat, he's not going to fast, he's going to go further away from deed, then you will leave him. You must give him that ultimatum as well. Inshallah. Shukran indeed. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husayya on our Ramadan Q&A. We're going to pay the bills. When we come back, we continue with Q&A. Welcome back to the airways of the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And that's, of course, the frequency that you need to stay tuned on. That is, of course, five times stronger. And, of course, you're able to listen to us each and every single day of the year 24-7. You're with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid. Continue now with the questions to the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. It says, if a young man went to sleep after Fajr during the month of Ramadan and he subsequently had a wet dream Mufti. Uh, is his fast still valid after he performed a fatal bath? When a male or female goes to sleep during the fasting hours and then they experience a wet dream which we call ihtilam in Arabic then the fast is valid there's no problem with that. Obviously they'll have to take a first ghusl, a compulsory bath. However there's another issue that is attached with that and that is if the male or female or whoever, 
that whilst fasting they masturbate themselves then remember the fast is broken they get a sin for that they have to make tawbah and repent and one qaza will be compulsory so brothers please be very careful about this that this business of masturbating and that is very serious and nullifies and breaks the fast and qaza is compulsory number three i've committed major sins that is adultery i've been told to believe in the mercy of allah but i'm too ashamed and want to come closer to Allah, what can I do, Mufti? Obviously, at least you are showing some remorse and regret, so that's a good sign. And all Allah tells us, we all committed sins. Somebody committed major, major sins. Somebody committed minor sins. So all Allah says, La rahmatillah. Do not become disillusioned, disappointed in the mercy of Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru zhudub Verily, all Allah forgives all the sins. My advice to you, brother, is this. All the girlfriends and mistresses and whatever, you got their names on your phone or on your computer or wherever, delete all that, sever all ties with them, and the sign that your toba is accepted is we don't repeat those vices, nor in Ramadan, nor after Ramadan. So that will be called to bu ilallahi tawbatannasuha. Start with your daily salat five times and die in Ramadan with taraweeh as well. And give charity and beg all by Allah in any language. Ya Allah, you gave me another lease of life. So now, please Allah, I'm making sincere tawbah. You assist me and help me. So inshallah, all by Allah will forgive you and all of us. Indeed, shukran. Now, Mufti, if you are, uh, this person is saying, they're asking the question on behalf of someone else, a disabled person who obviously doesn't work, uh, can't fast, can this person still pay, must he still pay fidya and fitra, Mufti? Yes, this person will have to pay the fidya because he is not fasting, and if he doesn't have the financial means, that he, this person, should make toba istighfar. Or another family member, for example, the son, daughter, can just pay it on his behalf and then inform him. Similarly, what fitra also will be compulsory, you know, according to the Shafi'is, any person who has the food for the day of Eid and excess of that, that fitra becomes compulsory upon that person. So even the fitra will be compulsory upon him. This question, the, the, the person says that it's even sad at this time during the month of Ramadan that we have to even, we've got a brother whereby we have to make a booking before we can visit him, Mufti. Obviously, that is unacceptable that he is like discouraging you or he wants to sever ties with you and therefore he tells you he's so engrossed in this dunya and in the miserable, wretched world and dunya that he says, if you want to meet me, make an appointment and you must make a booking and all these things there. Remember, brother, that this is the pride and arrogance we get caught up with and then this leads to the severing of family ties. Listen to what all Mithyalla says. Surah 47, Surah Muhammad, verses 22 and 23, that you cause mischief, mayhem, chaos on this earth, and you sever the family ties. Those are the people that Almighty Allah has cursed them. Almighty Allah made them spiritually deaf, spiritually blind. Therefore, my brother, instead of they coming to visit you, you go and visit them, surprise, and tell them your doors are open for them anytime. Indeed, Mufti. Mufti, we hear of so many janazas during the month of Ramadan. Is, are there special blessings for the people that pass away during this holy month of Ramadan? 
Definitely there is the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, Muslim Sharif, that Ida Ja Ashahuru Ramadan, Ida Dakhala Ramadan, different different words are mentioned. Then Futihat Abwabul Jannah, the doors of Jannah are wide, wide open, flung open. And Wahulikat Abwabul Nar, and the doors of Jahannam are closed. Therefore, the ulama like Allama ibn Abidin, Shami, and them have written that when a person passes away, obviously with Iman and Islam, then till the day of Qiyamah, inshallah, that person will be free from the torment of the grave, and inshallah, there's a good, good death and a good sign for that person. Shukran indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseinia on the Voice of the Capes Ramadan Q&A 91.3 FM. What we're going to do is we're going to quickly pay the bills. When we come back, we'll be in the last segment of our Q&A. Welcome back to the Ways of the Voice of the Cape. Well, we're into the last few minutes of our Ramadan Q&A here on the Voice of the Cape. Youth, myself, Mohammed Zain Machita, and of course, on the line answering your questions, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Now, Mufti, can Mufti please uh, explain the hadith related to the hump of the camel the way ladies wear the scarf or hair Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said sinfani min ahlin nar wa lam arahuma two categories of people will end up in the fire Allah forbid I have not seen them meaning that were not the prevalent in those days the first category are the men those people who have with them the whip and they are lashing the people making zulm and oppressing the people and the second category, Mustafa salam said, Wanisa un kasiatun ariatun ma ilatun mumilat wa alaru usinaka asnamil bukht. That those ladies who have on their head, like, you know, the hump of the camel, and they want to entice the opposite gender and people, then such people, Nabi alayhi salatu salam mentioned, Lam yajidna ra'ihat al-jannah. They are my jannah and paradise. Even the fragrance of jannah they will not receive and get. So this is an authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim under the chapter of Kitabul Libas, the chapter of clothing was zina and beauty and adornment. So therefore, mothers and sisters, to make this big, big bunch like the Eiffel Tower, remember, it's not permissible. Indeed. And then a lady says, it's so sad that I've witnessed during the month of Ramadan, Cape Town used to have this beautiful tradition that was very prevalent, whereby people would take cookies around uh, before iftar time and share with the neighbors. These days, you see it slowly but surely fading away. Can Mufti please give some advice, because this was a beautiful tradition in Cape Town. When we study the history and we study the Adat Mubarakah, the habit of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِنَّ جُودَهُ أَكْثَرُ مِنَ الرِّيحِ الْمُرْسَلَةِ Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be more generous in Ramadan than a, you know, a hurricane wind. So therefore, I agree with our mother and sister that that's a good tradition to keep up, that inshallah you take your cook sisters, you take your samosas, you take some food or clothing or whatever, and then you give it to your neighbors, go give to the poor and the needy. And, you know, we should not become people who only receive things, but we don't want to give things. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-yadul ulya khayru bin al-yadis sufla, the head that gives is better than the head that receives. 
Shukran indeed. I have a nine-year-old daughter who's not yet uh, reached the age of puberty, Mufti. However, I have trained her and I told her to at least fast half a day for the entire month of Ramadan. But my husband, he's been very upset. Obviously, uh, the girls are normally the father's babies and he only wanted to fast the minute that she has reached puberty. Uh, we were divided for the entire month during this. Can Mufti please give us some advice for next year, inshallah? Excellent advice you have given your daughter, oh dear mother, that you told your beloved daughter that seeing that she is seven, eight, nine, ten years old, she is still not mukallaf and mature, so she should keep fast for half day. So that is exactly all the children, most of the children, that is how we learn to fast. And we look at Salat, Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Allibuhum inda sab'id, that teach them of Salat from the age of seven, as mentioned in Tirmidhi. So similarly, yeah, in fasting also, we should try and encourage that. And remember when the children break their fast, even intentionally, deliberately, that there is no qaza upon them. You, the father, it is your extreme love for your daughter that you are saying, no, 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 she mustn't fast. And once she becomes mukallaf and baligha and mature, then one time she will fast. But remember that you are not looking at it practically because then it will be very, very difficult for her because she never came fast before that. So even if she doesn't give fast every day, but every second, third day, you as a father and mother, there must be unity of thought. Both of you should be going in the same direction and encourage your daughter if you keep 15 half fast or 20 half fast, then inshallah at the day of Eid will give you 100 rand, 500 rand. So you give some incentive as well. So that will be wonderful. Shukran indeed. Mufti, next question from a listener. It says, uh, it doesn't look like I will be able to complete my Khatam al-Quran, which I've really wanted to do for the month of Ramadan. Would I still get the blessings if I completed a few days after the month of Ramadan, Mufti? Alhamdulillah, we still got a few days left for Ramadan, dear brother, dear sister. So you should try your level best then to complete the Quran Sharif during the month of Ramadan. But if you do not complete it in the Ramadan, then no problem, there's no sin upon you. You complete it in the first week, second week of Shawwal after Ramadan. So all Allah will still reward you abundantly because your intention was there to complete the Quran Sharif. Shukran indeed, Mufti. That then concludes all our questions, alhamdulillah, for our Q&A for the month of Ramadan. And uh, that leaves us with about two minutes for Mufti to leave us with some beautiful nasikha, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, we are drawing to an end of Ramadan 1434. My dear brother, my dear sister, remember the 27th night, 29th night are still the odd nights. And we should try and engage ourselves and engross ourselves in ibadat. We don't know whether we will experience another Ramadan in our life or not. Then the night of Eid is Laylatul Jaiza. That is the day of awards and rewards. So we should be begging Almighty Allah, Allah Majalla min al Faizin. How, when we write an examination, then we are so anxious. Have we passed or have we failed? So this is what we should be doing on the night of Eid, Eid, Eve. Beg Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, make me from the Faizin and those who are the successful ones. Then the day of Eid al-Fitr will come, inshallah. My dear brother, remember, when you meet your brother, then say, Taqabbal Allahu minna wa minkum. You, my sister, when you meet your sister, this is the hadith of Mustafa, alayhi salatu salam, then you say, Taqabbal Allahu 
minna wa minkum. May all make Allah accept from me. May all make Allah accept from you. And look at the beauty of Islam. We are going to complete the month of Ramadan. And then, وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ We go out to perform our Eid Salat in gratitude and thanksgiving to all make Allah. Oh, beloved Allah, I want to thank you. Hence, I'm going to read this Eid Salat to Rakat. And I will put my forehead down that another Ramadan has reached its completion and ending part. So therefore, we should not now be imitating the non-Muslim culture that on the day of Eid we want to do haram things and so forth. So always remember that it is a day of thanksgiving and shukr to all Allah. So may all Allah accept all our good deeds. May all Allah unite our hearts and our families. And may all Allah accept everything that we have done during this month of Ramadan and we continue with the good deeds. Jazakallah khairan to you, Brother Muhammad Zain, the management and all the fair brothers and sisters in Cape Town and surrounding. We wish you also a wonderful Eid, Saeed, Eid Mubarak, Taqabbal Allah minna wa minkum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair to you, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Allah accept all your good deeds for the month of Ramadan, inshallah. And to you and Abba Fatima, a wonderful and a blessed Eid, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.